Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up this No, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is a man who was supposed to take on Roman Reigns, but then got thrown into a fatal four-way, that became a fatal five-way, and became WWE Champion. JC, welcome. Down since day one-ish. <coughs> yeah, well, we apologize first off right at the top. We're probably both going to be coughing today. Uh, the reason we had to delay is we're both kind of uh, under the weather, so to speak, with everything going on. Uh, Seems to be a lot of that in the world right now, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're here to talk about day one. We're here to talk about New Year's Evil. We're here to talk talk about AEW. We're here to talk about Raw. We still got you covered with the best of the best Nestlemania. So, do we kick it off with uh, day one since that was the first day of the new year? That was day one. So, when you heard the whole thing about Roman Reigns right off the bat, as we made a joke about it, what was your initial thoughts, real quick? I was definitely bummed out. Um, because obviously, like that match was something to be excited for. Um, it's been one of the better stories the past year, as we talked about on the knockers last week and everything. Um, so the definitely disappointed, and then it was immediately like, hope he's okay because we know his history with leukemia. So uh, I hope that he's doing well. It seems like he is. But then obviously, the shoe that dropped after that was like, as you uh, joked with off the top, Brock Lesnar getting stuck in that other match. It's like, oh man, are they gonna do it? Nah, there's no way they're gonna do it. Biggie's still gonna retain. It's just like there's no way, but. As we saw, Brock Lesnar is your new WWE champion. I, you know, we had that conversation because we were watching it live. I mean, I didn't have a voice at that time, but we were watching it. And all I could think about was, is this a panic move? Is this a strategic move? Because you hear the reports. You I mean, we don't talk about dirties on, on, on here a lot, but there was a report out there that said that, you know, it was going to go to Seth Rollins, which, you know, Danny Grimwood automatically got a boner when I said that. But, you know, I mean, like, it's interesting. See, I don't necessarily know if I believe that because I also read reports that it like there was the sheet that they had the graphic pre-made that said Big E retained too that uh, Fox accidentally tweeted out. So I I I don't know what to believe in terms of who was actually winning, but I do definitely think obviously with Brock being put in the match so late that there's kind of two lines of thinking. It one, it's like I think our boy Ray Ray said it when we were watching with him is that it's kind of like they go for that flashy oh got to tune in Monday now kind of thing. But I think also like the other point that he brought up, which I actually really like, too, is that if Roman Reigns has to be out for a long period of time, they're looking for someone to be that like a champion, so to speak, like that number one face of the company guy. And obviously, we know Brock has been able to do that in the past and the current character he's running right now. They went with it. They're all in again. With, they threw, uh, as we saw on Monday with Paul Heyman back with him and everything. So I think it could be part of that where it was like, I don't know if panic is the right word. But I also don't know if strategic is the right word. Whatever, like, an, a nice, like, blend of both of those, I think, is what probably caused them to make that decision. Lucky. That's what it is. They're lucky that they have somebody They're lucky like they had Brock there. Yeah. They're lucky he was already there and he didn't get tested or he was fine or whatever. But, like, good lord. Good fucking lord. But anyway. Me, Brock's probably the best on the roster. It's, like, self-isolating. Oh, I know. Saskatchewan. <laughs> Tell me. I couldn't even show you where that is on a map, let, let alone find his house. You know, I'm sure he'd yeah. shoot me on the way in. But that's fine. Uh, well, let's get into the crux of this thing. Uh, you tweeted this out to me. I did see it. Uh, Ridge Holland became, uh, well, Mr. Potato Face real quick with uh, Ricochet doing an unnecessary move with Cesaro. You can say otherwise. I don't really care. I mean, it's unnecessary. It's a strong word, Nestle. Like we always like to say, this ain't ballet. This ain't you know ballet. And sometimes when you do moves like that, there is a risk for injury, and that's what happened. But, um, you know, I will say after that happened, it became a handicap match and Sheamus did what Sheamus does. He had a fantastic performance. He looked phenomenal in this match. They were clearly booked to win, so he still got the win. But uh, Ricochet did take a to get a little revenge later in the match. We took a white noise on the outside. That looked painful as hell. But as we know, Ricochet loves being the test dummy. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, Sheamus's performance, I think, was one of the highlights of this entire night. Uh, it had just how it happened on the pre-show. But those of us that got to uh, see it, it was very impressive by Sheamus. Hashtag stud of the week. You never know. 
I thought it was a stud performance. Just saying. There's a lot of studs. You might have to go to New Year's Evil for that one, in my opinion. Okay, moving on, we go to the, the, the well, I guess the pay-per-view was named after the bloodline, but specifically day one-ish, the Usos taking on New Day, which we were watching, and we thought this is kind of an odd odd wrestling match. It, you know, they have so many good ones, and it turned up towards the end, but then it was just like, yeah, the Usos won. Let's get out of here. Let's move on. That's what it felt like. Like it, it yeah, was there. It started, it started really slow, and we kind of weren't enjoying it. It definitely picked up at the end like these teams do, but... This match always felt kind of weird, but I will say the result was very definitive. The Usos won definitively, so I would assume this puts a little bow on their current feud with the New Day for now as we move on to other things. Who knows? It might not, but to me, it felt like a very definitive win for the Usos. Speaking of definitive win, we move on to Madcap Moss versus Drew McIntyre, which was longer than expected because JC asked me to keep clock because he thought it was going to be under three minutes or less. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a one move of doom. I thought it was going to be like get in Claymore, like kind of like, We've seen, but obviously, you know, I'm, I, hey, I love Madcap Moss. I love his th- pairing with Happy Corbin. I'm glad he got a chance to showcase himself a little bit because Madcap can go. He's a good wrestler. Um, so I, well, I didn't hate it as much as some people. They were like, what is this a waste of time? It's like, no, 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 it's not a waste of time. I know our boy Guthrie. You can read his tweets on Twitter. He was all fired up about it. He might be an even bigger Madcap fan than me, but Nestlemania, we all knew that eventually McIntyre would win. But what came backstage later in the night I think was the bigger part of this feud because Corbin essentially assassinated McIntyre, which sometimes when you have feuds like this, where they're just kind of like, Oh yeah, they're just kind of doing it. You need something extra to make you care. That made me care. Yeah. You can read the reports for your own. We don't really, like we said, we don't talk a lot of dirties here, but they did say something's going on with Drew. Hopefully it's real. And you know, you know, hopefully it's not real, but I mean, hopefully if it is, it's quick and he can get back to wherever he's got to go. However, like you said, I didn't really care for the match. I thought it was fine. But then when you get to that extra a little bit at the end there, it seemed realistic. It seemed vicious. It seemed like something that I was like, okay. And you and I have talked about this over and over on this program. And of course, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes about the fatigue. But this is perfect. This is a perfect time to, to, to just pause him for a couple minutes. Get him where he needs to be. Like maybe a little bit after the Rumble. He doesn't need to win the Rumble. We know that's going to be a somebody else. That's fine. But just just pause him for a little bit, and if he gets back in time for Mania, fantastic. Get him a couple weeks, get his legs underneath him, and then he's he's the Scottish warrior with his kilt going, ah, you know, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, you kidding me? I think he's going to be in the Rumble. But we're going to move on next because we had the RK-Bro taking on the Street Profits, and uh, RK-Bro had some friends coming with him. Migos, apparently, big uh, Randy Orton and uh, Riddle Dance. Just... This was a, what do, we t- what do we call this? This was a please don't boo the champions move, basically. Yes, yeah, and that was because, like, obviously, like, you know, you, you may not have known who Migos is, but we don't need to, you know, throw you out there in the cultural bus for that. But Because uh, I'm, cause I'm, cause I'm old? Yes, because you're old. You're very old. But uh, it is one of those things where it's, I... I feel like if they came out with either team, they would have been cheered. But like RK Bros, like the most over thing in WWE right now. So just stick them there and make sure, like you said, they don't get booed. Because you see sometimes when we have these types of things, they can sometimes get booed whether they deserve it or not. So, but uh, this match, this match was fine. It was had, had definitely had its fun parts. Uh, any matches that involve these four guys is going to be a lot of fun. But then they had the show of respect at the end of the match and all hugs and kisses and babies and everything else. You know, I, I think there's a lot of just longevity for the priest, the, the, sorry, the profits. If they end up as a heel team, I know they're very likable. They sell a lot of merchandise. They're very fun on TV, but the way that I was watching them, I mean, they had to be like the pseudo heels in this matchup. That it wasn't really a heel, but they had they wrestled as heels, which right. was cool. But the thing yeah. was, is, is it, if you notice the hot tags were not really that hot from, you know, uh, your boy Dawkins, best hot tag in the biz. But other than that, you got to look at it. Like I never thought for a second that those two could actually be heels. And I, I thought about it when I was watching that matchup, and I didn't say it out loud because obviously I didn't have a voice, but I was like, man, I think there's there's something there. And it kind of translated a little bit on Rob, and not really, and then they went back to what they normally do. But I'm curious. I think there's a long run there as a, as a heel tag team because they need it. Yeah, and I think if RK Bros going to stick around as champs for a while, um, there'd be definitely a candidate to upend them, and them doing it as a heel would probably be a lot more effective. So who knows? Yeah, I, I think there definitely is some legs there, but... Who knows? They could split these guys up in the Rumble match uh, the way WWE goes. So we will see. But next up, we have Edge and The Miz. Uh, this match did go for a while. I thought it was pretty solid. I enjoyed it because there was a lot of story in this match. These are two of the better storytellers they have. Um, obviously, Miz uh, lost the match when Beth Phoenix came out and chased out Maurice. I think you're underplaying what happened. She was there. <coughs> she couldn't physically move. She was there until her music started. Then she could move because she was frozen. Hey, you know, she you was like activated. Han Solo. She was she got to be activated. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you got to be activated. Yeah. By standing on what a what a big surprise when she's standing there picking her ass and her music plays. You know, it's like 
the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? I was still very excited because I, I love Beth Phoenix. I think that's great. Uh, but I thought that that was an odd production thing for me. But it it's not the whole reason, you know, Monday night made it a lot easier to, to digest. So I'm excited for that. I don't know where we're going to go from there for the next three weeks because, again, you already take, you know, you got you got me. You, you have my money. It's maintenance. It's maintenance. Everybody talks, Nestle. Everybody talks. Well, but between the four of them, between the four of them, everybody talks. Get the fuck out of here. You know that's gonna. Okay, look. You want to do math real quick? We know that it, we do. We know that Miz promo does nine minutes. We know that 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 Edge will do at least nine minutes. We know that Maurice, whether we can understand her or not, will do nine minutes. Beth Phoenix will throw her in for five because she's not. She's not really done anything. Well, there the you mic. go. You just you just booked the segment. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you right now. Accumulative in one segment. That's a half an hour. That's it a fucking half an hour. It won't be that long. Don't you worry. I'm with Guthrie. Adam. Show him the live sex celebration and then call it a day. <laughs> They're not doing that. That would be hysterical. Hysterical. Be. He'd win the feud. Here's the thing. Real quickly. No, here's, here's what you do next week, Nestlemania. You have Miz and Maurice do a parody of the live sex celebration on Raw. How do you parody that? You do. That? You have a bet out there. You have them do a how parody. How do you parody that, par- though? Uh, you just do it. You just do I it. I mean, how you, do you? You, 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 you do it in the 10 o'clock hour. Kick off 10 o'clock hour. You just fucking parody it. And you just, you just but, leave it as it is. Okay. You don't really reference it that much, okay. but you do it, you parody it, done. There can you I, go. Book can it. I, can I just ask you, as a human being, yes. as a male who's mm-hmm. heterosexual male, if you're supposed to fake something and you're rolling around in a bed with Maurice on live TV. I mean, he's married I mean, to her, dude. No, if I anyone can do it, it's I, him. I end up, they keep it down, you mean? If anyone can do it, it's him. I mean, he's got the most experience, the most practice. I mean, the Miz is a very disciplined man, Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? I'm telling you right now, that is a bad idea. It's not you rolling around to bed with Maurice. It's the Miz. I'm just saying a human being can only be so strong, Joshua. I'm very strong, like the Miz. Well, that's fine. We have, but we you're have telling me Miz would, fortitude. You're telling me right now that you wouldn't go pitch a tent. I'm. I'm not the Miz. I'm not I don't asking, have that experience. but you're you're making it seem if like if I had the Miz's years of experience. So you're telling me that you're with, I could maybe for one night, for one night, for a five to ten minute segment, be strong, or take some I don't medications go, I, you know, that would make me strong. If, if for the for the for the podcast, we're gonna move on. But for like, I have four hundred questions that are clearly not gonna take up. It's just, it's just. Let's move on. But yes, I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's ridiculous, but I understand what you're saying. It would be awesome. All right. Anyway, moving from one thing to another, we're going uh, right over to Becky and Liv. Again, very good matchup. I thought that it was, you know, the crowd wasn't really into it so much, but they did a decent enough job. Uh, but they Becky, got into Becky worked it hard. They had to be, yeah. I think. Becky worked yeah. harder than I thought she would, which was great because we've talked about this. This is the uh, the sea song back and forth. Uh, will she? Won't she? be, you know, a heel or will, you know, I, I need to have ad- admiration and adulation, but I still want to be healed. Damn it. I, I didn't, I thought the ending was shit because we know what she was trying yeah. to do. I wish they had taken a second to drag her closer to the ropes because I think now you make let live look like a bitch, you know, like in, in a way. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think for the most part, like, well, we won't remember that as much as we will. I think live really did have the performance she need to have in this match to kind of show that she is capable of this level. So when they do activate her at some point, whether it's, who knows, maybe she was the Rumble, I think she's one of the favorites, um, that she can do it and she might be more ready than we thought she is. But it's one of those things where this was her first opportunity. So for me, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Give me glimpses. Because I don't expect you to succeed in your first try. You shouldn't succeed in your first try most of the time, especially as a babyface. So I, I, I was very pleased with her performance, I was pleased overall with this match, except for the ending, as you said. Kind of leaves a little bit of a sour taste, but um, but yeah. And then we get to the, you know, the elephant or the Brock in the room. He wins. Gets this match the- was awesome, by the way. This oh, was yeah. ton- 10 minutes of fun. Was it 10? Like, Lashley getting those shots on him. Like, they going out and uh, into the uh, concourse area. Like, all that stuff was a lot of fun. See, when they go out when they go out in the concourse area, like, I love that shit. I, I think that, that they need to not do it all the time, but I think they need to do it in a way that makes <clears> it feel like, hey. Like, this is special. This is fun. And, of course, KO will throw his body into the wind because he's KO. But I, I really enjoyed it because I thought that, you know, they did a decent enough job with it, honestly. And I, I thought it was very quick. But, uh, you know, with Brock, it's it, – sorry, it was 8 minutes and 25 seconds is what it was. So it was the shortest match with the most impact. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, Madcap Moss went longer than fucking everybody else. Wow, that is that is alarming. That is alarming. But, oh, well, is what it is. Uh, do you feel bad? Do you think it's the right call? How do you feel about it? I mean, I think it was kind of, 
I haven't really changed how I felt. It wasn't, I, I don't want to say disappointment because I don't think that's the right word, but it was just kind of like, it's along those lines. Like whatever you would put as like, it's a disappointment type feeling, but it's not true disappointment because like I understand. But for Biggie, especially, obviously, it's just kind of like looking back at his reign, it's like he defended against McIntyre and Crown Jewel and then a theory on Raw. But besides that, like he didn't really he didn't really feel like that ever that dominant champion because he always felt like he was on his heels with the heels taking advantage of him. Um, he was he, I will say this, though, for Biggie outside of the WWE productions. He was exactly what you want the champion going all around to whether it was UFC and boxing and football sidelines and all these things like that is the face of the company type of championship that you want. He was a plus in that. But on television on Raw, I think they didn't do him a great service. I'd put him more of like a C champion. Like he never really this this win here. If he would have won this match, I think would have been a huge moment to really boost that up. But they obviously didn't give it to him. Brock pinned him, which, you know, I get it. It's like that's. You know, it's Brock Lesnar and you're pinning the actual champion to win the title, blah, blah, blah. It, it makes it a little more definitive. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely do have some sort of feelings where not sadness or disappointment, but something along those lines where it's just like with Big E, it's just like, eh. but at the same time, it's like I am excited for what Brock can do with that title on the other hand. So it's very mixed feelings, but still like not my favorite thing that happened for sure. So you feel like you're enjoying it, but. Not outwardly. Not well, it's weird. Like, I have to see how it plays out because I think there's a lot of potential. But I just like the like the pseudo disappointment with the Big E stuff really does hurt me. So I mean, let, let's just call it what it is. I mean, it, the he like you said outside of the ring, stud. Like it, that was what you always wanted. He he elevated everything. I think he had a lot of class when it came to oh, it. For sure. But the thing is, is it's hard to make somebody a champion. On their first, like, you know, like they tell you the first one's real, you know what I mean? So it is real to him. But at the same time, I think if he's going to have multiple reigns, which I hope. Does he though? Do you think he will? I think he gets to the mountaintop at least one or two more times. I do. I, I honestly do. So let me ask you this though. If they do unify those titles, those odds plummet in my opinion. If they still have the two separate titles, then yeah, I could see him becoming a champion. But if they unify these things again, that's taking a whole thing out of it and i think that it'd be very unlikely i do i just i don't i don't think with smackdown and raw that with fox and usa that they're gonna go out of their way to to do that i really don't because i feel like people are gonna be like what the hell i don't have a champion what the hell am i doing you know so i don't understand it i just i think it's odd but you know it is what it is they've done it before then they go back they do it again they go back so who knows it might be just that time i every couple years it seems like they 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 merge them and then they unmerge them so i you know it's who knows Especially with like the this Reigns Lesnar super fight, if they still do it, they each would have a title at this point. But then obviously you have to factor in who wins the Rumble. So is it going to be a triple threat? It's, there's a lot of things that which I will say in terms of intriguing during Rumble and Mania season and different things going on. That is the positive. But I don't know. There's still something a little sour for me of how it all played out. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So I guess we can get into the regular crux of the, the show, the shine, if you'd like. We can actually throw in New Year's Evil because uh, there yeah, is no Yeah, you're always no in the shine, Mandy Rose, defended at New Year's Evil. Stud, loved it. But to me, the best part of New Year's Evil, my favorite match of the week, Nestlemania, Carmelo Hayes and Roddy Strong. These two motherfuckers kicked off the show. These two motherfuckers stole the show. They were phenomenal. This match, if you watch one thing from New Year's Evil... This match was fantastic. Not taking away because a lot of the other matches were really good too. This really felt like a takeover, which was kind of cool for like a Tuesday night. Like when you get these specialty shows, like it really felt like a takeover. It was a lot of fun, but I thought these two guys were amazing. I don't know what's next for Roddy, but you know, we like to kind of pick on him a little bit, but in the ring, you put him in there with someone exciting, man, they can really have a banner and that's exactly what happened. I mean, the uh, X-Plex off the top rope was pretty cool. I, I just, I thought to myself, boy, that was very close. And I mean, I've seen I've seen Carmelo do a lot of weird shit, you know, over the years. And when I saw that, I went, no, 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 that's par for the fucking course. Like he's just he's that he's like a freak of nature. So he made it look good. He made it look like less ridiculous than it is. And uh, probably one of the only Roddy Strong matches I've enjoyed. And I, I say that not as a, a slight to him, but I feel like he's a he's a no nonsense wrestler. He's a no nonsense kind of guy. Not very flashy. He lacks charisma. You can just come out and say it. All right. He's but it, but in between the ropes, he can go. So he you can put go, him yeah. in here with something like this. It can be a banner. 
Well, I just laughed with the picture that Carmelo put out the day before in the gym, and he just ended it with, I'll see you on Tuesday, you dork. And I was just like, <laughs> who uses dork anymore? But whatever, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought New Year's Evil, hey, the whole thing, there were a lot of real big positives for me. Um, I mean, I could put the whole show, I guess, but I could nitpick a lot of things as well. Shocker. I know, because it's me. I what, was your say, second, what was your second favorite match in the show? I'm curious, because I, I think your answer could surprise people. I will tell you this much. I really positively enjoyed the six man. Yep. I that match was awesome. But here's the thing, right? Like everybody's like, what? Nestle is six man's he's allergic, you know, but it's true. But I will say they built it and they built it and they built it. Even in the match, they were like, Oh, when is Walter going to hit him? When is Walter going to smack him? And all you want to see was what happened with riddle. I mean, I felt bad for Imperium, the tag team and MSK in a way, because I felt like riddle and Walter was really what we were sitting there with, I know with our hands and our pants for, but that's fine. But I think those were there to help elevate these guys. Cause look at like Imperium in the rain is awesome, but like those guys, they come up, they can come off kind of bland. I really like them. But and then MSK, obviously, we know their journey has been very difficult. So I think by having Riddle and Walter there, it kind of like elevated them to make you really want to see that rematch and really kind of bring these tag teams more to light, which I think of what it was, because like I think more people obviously know about MSK now because they probably saw clips of them with Riddle than they did before, and I think that was kind of the point of this whole thing here. Yeah, yeah, I totally make, uh, I totally listen to what you want to say. The other thing too is now I know who Fabian Eichner, or sorry, Fabian, Fabian Eichner. Marcel Bartel's got like the cool, like yeah. little part hair. He's Eichner's the guy. He's the, the guy. Time. He's the guy that should be in a, in a, like you know a cologne commercial. But Fabian <laughs> Eichner is that his name? Yes, Fabian Eichner. That dude. That dude, he, he, he looks like a generic uh, creator wrestler, but man, is he strong. He is super strong. Stud. Italian stud. I mean, I liked, I liked the, uh, the flag on the side of their tights. I thought that was a nice little cool thing about, you know, Imperium and everything. I thought that was very classy. Uh, I'm, again, Walter's one of those things. That it's a spectacle. I'll watch it, and then I want to see something else. But I did like, I think this is why I, I think as much as I hate six-man tags, eight-man tags, 12-man tags, 400-man tags, whatever the fuck AEW does, this is the part that I like. It was the styles, right? It was like the people who say the mat is sacred versus, you know, flip-flopping and pot-smoking fucking weirdos. And, like, that makes sense. It's like you're not supposed to be here. It's a natural storyline. It's a natural thing. And I love that. I love that so much. So I, I, I appreciate it. I was surprised when Riddle won because all I could think about was, does MSK need the victory here? But I guess they did get it in a way, but it seems like it's more about the overall art. will be fine. No, no, no. And I, the other thing, too, is very quickly, they, they mentioned the Dusty Cup, and they're like, the only way you're going to win is by winning the Dusty Cup. And all I could think about was, you're going to fucking help them win the Dusty Cup? Seriously? They're not winning the no, Dusty Cup. No, I know, cup. I know, I know. In my, in my mind, I'm like, well, that would be stupid if they thought they were going to do that, right? So You're not going to like who I think is going to win in the Dusty oh, Cup. Oh, so. listen, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you right now. They entered last night. They're not a tag team. They're fucking winning. That's what the Dusty Cup is. Yeah. Well, we we shall see Nestle. Oh, you know, you, 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 I know who you're going to pick. Oh, I know who you're going to pick. Your boy, the Brothers Creed. The, uh, the uptighty whiteys. That's what they, I, I envision them with the, like, the, the tightest, like, you know, underwear. Like the little, like, little white under, them. I, they are, they are bland beyond toast for me. I mean, they're strong as fuck. I get it. But man, those, like, I will say, those whitey tighty I... pants, they just, like, they, they just seem like they're just so uptight. I can't, I can't do it. I'm not a big fan of them either, but I see the upside and I get it why they're why they're gonna. They're get they're they're literally like if you tried to clone Team Angle and you forgot to put some chromosomes in. That's what it looks like to me. Like, eh, it'll pass. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. They're just they're just like you know, like they just they're just big ass dudes. They just want to beat you up. I get it, but I, you know what it is. Just break. Ivy away, and I'll be happy. That's all Ivy's, I care about. Ivy's great. I love Ivy Nile. And uh, but speaking of big ass dudes that break shit, Braun Breaker, new NXT champ, WrestleMania. What'd you think of the entrance? Where he ah, kicked through the elevator. All I could think about was time to play the game, and he throws a sledgehammer. <laughs> but hey, listen, I will say this much: super positive for WrestleMania. I'm gonna put myself in the shine because it was New Year's Evil, because they had entrances. I stopped and watched all of the entrances, folks. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I did. Because one, did it was- you like the one. helicopter too from All Andy? I could think about was, man, was that taped early, but so that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. She took the Charlotte entrance. I loved it. It was a little discounted, but yeah, it, it worked. Well, it's NXT versus WrestleMania. All I could think about was, all I could, yeah, I know. I, yeah, you're probably right. But all I could think about was she was wearing <laughs> wings and I was like, huh, is she going to fly in from the top of the ceiling? Mm. That would have been weird. 
and whatever. It is what it is. However, yeah, I thought there were a lot of good positives here. Uh, the entrance was great. Braun Breaker won. His, his dad, Rick Steiner, the better Steiner, uh, came in and gave him a hug. Thank God. That man, that man is a class act, by the way, uh, Rick Steiner. Mm -hmm. If you hear a lot on the, uh, the, the what did they say, the, the um, Eric Bischoff podcast, he loves him some Rick Steiner. But uh, there were parts where I was like, this is, what, his seventh match? And it showed. Hey, you know what, though? That, that, like, I honestly, it felt like time because if Champa beat him again, I didn't really know what was going to be, you know what I mean? It just, it just didn't seem, it felt like this was the time for this um, to really kind of like put the exclamation point on a 2.0 to kind of turn the page. Wherever we go from here now is whatever, but I think that closes the book of the transition and now we're into the new era. And you know, like there's just something about Bra Braun, man. He's just, there's something about him and guys like that, like he ain't going to be down there very long probably because guys like that, it's just like, it's, it's just, you have to, you just have, he just, he's going to progress faster than everyone else, whether he's ready or not, because he's just, he's, there's something about him, man. He just, he has that like best of both worlds Steiners in him. So, I mean, they're a great tag team. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love the Steiners. I think those are like, you give me a road warrior Steiners match. I mean, I, I love that shit. But the other thing too, is I was impressed with the amount of effort he put in at the beginning of the match. And mm -hmm. I appreciate the story that was told because we give a lot of shit to Champa because, you know, past lives, but that's fine. But this match, he really brought it. He brought a lot of old stuff, new stuff, things we hadn't seen. Um, and, and I thought he did a great job with it because, you know, he's, his, his task really was to get him ready, to get, mm -hmm. to get Breaker ready. And I thought by the end of it, I was like, hey, there's a story here. Not only did, did Braun Breaker, you know, brush up at the beginning of the match, but the, he ended the match with the move that slipped, cost him, and then he gave him the fucking humana, whatever the hell that, that was at the end. But, you know, whatever the hell it is. But, it, you know, it was impressive. and. uh I'll be curious. I, I think that I would, I, I, here's the thing. I would prefer a small baby face run, turn him heel as quickly as possible because I think there's more, there's more to, you know, that heel dominant versus a, a baby face dominant thing where I'm just, I'm not, I'm not into it. There's nothing. I agree, but I just, I don't think they can yet because I don't I think the crowd will buy it. The crowd just, I think it's one of those things where you're going to have to push him too hard. And so the crowd starts to turn on him a little and then you can turn him heel and then they'll buy back in because he'll be awesome again. So I think that's just the natural progression he's going to have to go. But I mentioned this being kind of like the closing of the book of the beginning of the 2.0. Next week, Nestlemania, we are kicking off with a mega match between AJ Styles and Grayson Walla in the main event. I was waiting for this all week. I wanted this showdown and it lived up for me because, man, that fucking kid gets so much heat and when someone gets heat like that it sounds like a trickle down my spine i get excited because it's so rare that there is someone so universally hated with the most punchable face the most annoying voice everything about him you want to beat him up and aj styles is beloved this is going to be fun and you know what aj is probably going to make this kid look like a million bucks I mean, he's probably not going to win. I AJ's going to win, yeah. and AJ should win, because I think it does more for Grayson to lose. Sure, sure. So, but I, I just, I can't tell you how excited I am, because this segment, I was curious what they were going to do. I'm like, please don't do, like, a throwaway match on this. Kind of build it up a little bit, give it justice, and they are. And, you know, AJ Styles in NXT is kind of cool, and I love that he's been referencing how he kind of skipped the line and everything, so. Yeah, it, it is It is a, a match I'm, I'm going to watch next week, but uh, not as excited as you are. Oh, you will. You will. The day will come. Well, you will come on this podcast and you will look at me and you'll be like, I'm in. And when that day comes, I'm just going to smile because it will come. This it, it will come with this kid. He it will because there's just yeah. he has a gift, a gift yeah. of fucking annoyance. And you can't teach that. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about in, uh, in NXT or anything? Or you want to move on to that? I mean, yeah, I don't know if we want to talk about Von Wagner, but I, I could care less. I believe it. I, it sounded like he called himself Von Wanker at some one point, and I laughed when he was cutting a promo. But I, I laughed. Somebody on Twitter was like, how can you cut a promo with a face like that? It looks like you could jump off a ski lift off that forehead. <laughs> you know, like, it's true. It's like that protruding HGH head. Like, it's just, it's the star of the show. I went, huh? Yeah. You know, it's, it's rough. He's He's an effective heel. Yeah, as you take a sip from your water. Yep. He's an effective he is. heel. I bro. mean, he's, yeah, he. Like what a generic. <laughs> 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 what a generic. <laughs> 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 I 
Again, and for some reason though, it works for him. Like this fucking guy. I like I. I it doesn't work I, for me, but I'm. This the shine Nestlemania. So let's head over to Raw because they did have a show this week. Um, and Nestlemania, even though this isn't the way I expected to get it, we're getting what we wanted. We're getting Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble because Lashley won the Fatal Four. We were supposed to get the night before against Biggie, Seth, and KO to become the number one contender. And the part about this that I think is really cool is that after he won, they went to Brock, and he didn't even acknowledge it. He was talking about Roman Reigns. And that is what is going to make this feud gold in the next few weeks because MVP and Lashley are going to be running their mouths, and Brock probably isn't even going to acknowledge him until, like, unless if Lashley jumps him or something. And I think that's a cool little piece of this of Brock being, like, just completely dismissing Bobby Lashley when all Bobby Lashley has talked about his whole career is wanting an opportunity to get Brock, and Brock just doesn't care. I think that makes this even more compelling. I would not be shocked if somehow Roman Reigns gets interjected at the Rumble and costs Brock the match so that, you know, Lashley somehow, some way, like, wins. Because I'm looking at it like the the two titles things does nothing for me at WrestleMania. I think that would be a bad, 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 bad idea. But I do like the idea of Bobby Lashley beating Brock Lesnar so we can come back and get that, you know, another time around because I feel like there's going to be a lot of chicanery, gaga, perhaps. Uh, that's going to happen at the Royal Rumble in general and the moving shell game that becomes WrestleMania season. So I, I'm, in, I'm in on it. I thought the Fatal 4-Way was a lot of fun. If that was what we originally were going to get, sign me the fuck up. I love that shit. Um, it never got old. It was fun, you know, and it, it was it was a multi-break kind of thing and it was great. And I think you got to give a lot of credit to KO again because he gets thrown in these matches. He probably would like to do more, but he just continues to deliver. I mean, Seth Rollins was great too, but Sunday and Monday, KO was on point. KO's a stud. On point. KO's man. a stud. And he like he is it's incredible, like the for a guy that it just he's just good at everything. And so you put him in a match like this, he's gonna by default though be like the stunt dummy, unfortunately. But it's like one of these days in matches like this, I wanna see him be the dominant force. That's a mini hope for me. Okay. Anything else you'd like to be talked about that's uh, very, very shine worthy? Nestlemania, don't you dare boo education. Don't you dare. Chad gave it with the line of the week. Don't boo education. Uh, it's so good. And uh, Alpha Academy uh, jobber alert, RK Bro, which was surprising. But, I mean, this is the team that I've been waiting to feud for. Um, they're continuing to make Otis look like a million bucks. The four most dominant letters in sports entertainment, O-T-I-S. I mean, just Gable is doing a masterclass on the mic right now, and he's not getting enough credit. But this fuck, like, I... I've always been, we've always been big Chad Gable guys, but just he is, he is hitting on all cylinders right now and he's perfectly elevating Otis and working with RK Bro. I think this is going to be a fun little feud, but that don't boo education line got me so much. <laughs> I was just happy that Otis won. I, I did not expect that. That was a big move for Otis to pin Riddle. And I mean, 100%. I mean, at least it wasn't Randy because I assume they'll, they'll save that for the, the pay per view if, if they end up winning. But I, I would think that, I don't know, I, I not that I'm fatigued by, you know, RK bro or anything at all. But I feel like the championships are almost unnecessary at some point for me. Like I just, I look at it like, I know you can only put so many tag teams in a match and that's fine, but I don't know. Like I would, I want to see alpha Academy win. I really do. I think this is the time. Well, dude, my question to you is, is cause I think we always assumed is that Orton riddle is the plan for WrestleMania, but with how successful they've been as a tag team, who knows? Maybe they just go into WrestleMania with them as the champions. But if the original plan is still Orton and Riddle at Mania, you would think you're going to get some dissension tees in the Rumble, and they probably lose them in between. I think Alpha Academy is a perfect team to win it because I think it would do a lot for Otis to carry around a championship, and obviously Gable deserves the world, and they're actually a pretty damn good tag team. Um, and then they can easily lose to a babyface at WrestleMania, whoever you want. But Yeah, I... Um, but I, I just, I, I think we've kind of pegged them the last month or so as a team that we'd really like to see them beat RK Bro. Um, so I'm still of that mind because I do assume that Orton Reynolds the Planet Mania. Ugh, sorry, just not. not I mean, that. that match will be great with the storyline. We've already done it. I, I, I nah, no, nah, I want it. I'm ready for it. Why? It's just Randy. Why did you hurt me, Randy? They're oh, two no. great wrestlers on the grandest stage. You know what happens when they give Randy Orton non-title matches at WrestleMania single matches? He fucking steals the show, baby. And you know what, what happens when Riddle's in single matches? He steals the show, baby. So give me that ten times. Ten, ten times, times, you say. Yeah. Okay, fine. Ten times. You're not going to say it ten times, thank Christ, but, you know, it is what it is. What else do you like on Raw? 
Well, there's not a lot that I have to say that I thought was uh, helpful. I can say that much. It was kind of a weird raw. But I did appreciate the Brock promo saying, you know, Heyman out there with him, which was good. We kind of unpaused what we thought was going to happen eventually. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a panic move. We won't know. Well, so here's my question to you is because we've really enjoyed this Brock solo character. But with Heyman just back with him, are we going to go back to the same old, same old? Because I don't know if I want that. I still kind of want a different experience than we had before. I think very much so that we're going to end up at this weird thing where if I, I had to guess, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I don't know anything, but like, I look at it like this. There's a, there's a whole way for Brock to be like, I'm fighting Lashley at rumble. You're fighting whatever, you know, Roman at the rumble, you know, and all it takes is for, you know, Roman reigns to interject himself or have some type of something where Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar. Cause it, eventually it has to go back to the way things were, because in my opinion, Putting Heyman with Brock doesn't do anything that we haven't seen any any you know anything before. What we were getting with Brock was amazing by himself. We we didn't sorry for the squeak, but like I you know there's a lot there. There's a lot of meat on the bone. Roman Reigns is interesting with Paul Heyman. I mean, he's interesting without him, but there's a layer there that when you think about it, a lot of the times, what are the best promos? They're with Heyman and. Roman Reigns, whether they're together, whether they're fighting, whether they're upset with each other, right? You can't put Paul Heyman in a match with Roman Reigns. That's not going to draw, but I think that, that you, you can't... You'd be surprised. Well, People put him, might want to see that. Put him in a shark tank, maybe, if that's fine. They'll probably do that, but I just, I just can't look at it like, man, why go back? Like, we've gone so far forward with this thing. We've seen it. We've seen that. I think the, 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 this is a holding pattern until they can figure out what they're going to do. And then we're going to go back to the races with somebody turning on Brock, whether it, you know, it's Heyman doing it by himself or, you know, incidentally or whatever. But that's that's where I think it's going to go, because it, it's the only way you can go. I hope so, because I like you said, I don't I think we've seen it. And I've been so intrigued and excited by this difference with Brock that going back to the same old, same old kind of it kind of put a damper on me. I didn't really have it in my shine this week, but it, it still was a good promo. Definitely. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The only other thing I was going to put in there is that Dewdrop wants a shot, folks. Give her a fucking shot. I mean, she's lost her last, like, seven matches. But, yeah, make, put her in number one contender match. Well, you know, I mean, it's somebody new. Fucking Christ, it's somebody new. She ain't winning. Well, no shit. I'm just <laughs> saying, give her a shot for crying out loud. I don't really have anything else to say here specifically, but, uh, you know, if we want to get, you know, heady, we can. Okay, jobber alerts. You didn't Look say get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. I'm sorry. Get him off my I TV. I laid it up at the rim and you just stood there and watched it and we got a turnover. Jesus. You're like the Celtics. Huh? Anyway, uh, Tozawa, jobber alert. Dana didn't even get in the match. She fucked up the entrance. That's a double jobber alert in my opinion. It is what it is. Rhea Ripley. This is the title that should be gone, not the Cruiserweight title. The Eliminate the 24-7 title. This is fucking horrible. Ripley and Nikki, jobber alert, as Queen does everything, and, and I don't think uh, Demolition uh, Carmella over there with the fucking mask on did a goddamn thing. I don't know if she has COVID or whatever, or if she's hurt, but Jesus Christ, this is all over the place. Then Aziz, that's not a sneeze, and Apollo, a jobber alert for the, the Street Profits, because why the fuck not? It is what it is. I think that's how I will I got. say Apollo has one of the best entrance backdrops in wrestling. Right oh, now. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fucking phenomenal. The AR with the lion was pretty badass, too, and I watched yeah. that one, too, because, I, I mean, it got retweeted it out, so I figured oh, I got to watch this shit. But, uh, no, but, you know, it's just it's just like, what the fuck? I mean, it, it, uh, Omos beat AJ, obviously, but it wasn't a jobber alert, but it seemed like it was in the neighborhood. You know, what did three... people expect from this, though, honestly? Did they think Omos and AJ were going to go out there? No, no, God, no, 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 no. This is exactly what I expected. I don't know why people were disappointed. You expected AJ to beat fucking Omos? Are you kidding me? Omos is like 15 AJs put together with a ton of extra muscle. Like, this is always how it was going to be. The fact that it wasn't under three minutes, you should be happy with. The fact that it wasn't a job. Like, I don't know what people expected here. This was literally Omos destroying AJ going into the rumble as a fucking unbeatable force. So then maybe if someone eliminates them, whoever eliminates them, it'll look great. But it's just like, what did you expect from this? I don't know what people expected from this to complain so much about it. It's like, what did you expect? What did you expect? He's getting upset, folks. He's getting upset. Look the other way. Well, people's expectations are silly sometimes. Speaking of silly, let me see where it is. Johnny sure. Knoxville entering the Royal Rumble. Yeah, there it is. That's was... my biggest heat of the week. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I used to love Johnny... You know, back in 1998 or whatever. It he's started. washed, dude. He's washed. But it, like, I, I get there's probably another, uh, you know, movie coming out or TV series or whatever. Is, they have a movie coming out in February. That's why they're doing this. And that's I get it. 
but the remember the last time Jackass was there and they did that thing with Umaga and how they didn't sell for Umaga and Umaga was pissed. Like all yep. I could think about was Johnny Knoxville is going to get hurt whether he knows it or not, which I'm sure he'd understand. I hope Omos launches him into the stratosphere. That's a good point. That's a good hope. 30 hopes, which is coming up yeah. later There's in the one. month. 31, there's your bonus. 31, bonus hope. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, like I said, I tweeted it out. Does nothing for nobody. I don't care what you say. It's stupid. It's a spot somebody else deserves. A surprise There's 30 sacred care. spots every year, and we talk about being so many people that don't get the opportunity. Again, we get why they're doing it, but this is just, it's fucking stupid. Dumb. I just wish, it's just like, then I only care about 29 people. Like I'm like, it's a 29. Yeah, it's a waste. Well. It's a literal waste. And honestly, even the spot could be cool. And we could be like, oh, that was actually pretty cool. But I would assume he's just going to go in there, act like a jackass, eliminate someone, and then Omos is going to launch him to pedestals. Let's hope it's quick. Let's just hope it's fucking quick. Because if he's in yeah. there for like five minutes, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck's sake. For yep. fuck's sake, end it. End it now. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else specifically on Raw that got me very upset. Um. I think I'm good because I, I I didn't really love the Becky live Bianca scenario, but it's 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 like one of those got to see it unfold mentalities. Yeah. I, I just I'm not loving it because again, making live the background, which I get, but the crowd Liv's didn't do anybody. Live's gonna be in the rumble. One of the other two's winning the match. I just really like... we'll get to this later, but I'll tell you why it makes sense. Oh, fuck. All right. Fine. 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 I'm gonna fine. save something for the segment later. You know. Anyway, would you like to get hopeful <laughs> instead? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you Glorious would. You wanna, only hope. Do you, would you like to explain your your uh, yeah? Epiphany? So I, I texted Nestlemania. We had the extra day to uh, think about this this week, and I was like, you know what? It's New Year's, so people make New Year's resolutions. So why don't we come up with some hopes or New Year's resolutions for you know the wrestling world? Because there's always things that could be improved or be better, and you know, obviously the Knocker Awards are a fun way to look back on the year that was. But sometimes you like you need to look forward and. I thought it'd be a good opportunity. We can run through, through some things, uh, some news resolutions. So, uh, for example, right off the top, I have an example for people. Um, women's matches in general in wrestling. For the WWE side, how about some longer women's matches for everyone on the roster, not just the top women? Like, maybe give some people a chance. Like, you're having a women's tag team title match in like a minute and a half. That doesn't seem fun. You're having Queen of the Ring matches in less than three minutes the entire time. That's not great. So maybe your resolution should be to have more meaningful Women's matches in WWE. In terms of AEW, how about you have more women's matches on TV? When they do have women's matches, they usually give them time. But the quantity isn't always there. So for both of them, there's some examples of some New Year's resolutions that both AEW and WWE can make. Wow, that was that was concise. Well done. Yeah. So I, I, I was sitting on the John, and I thought to myself, well, in between strains, I was thinking to myself, don't have a hernia or, you know, hemorrhoids. Anyway, besides that, I was thinking about something very specific, JC. And this, I, I think I've told you this before, but this is where I, I, I think I would want to do. I, we need to rebrand 205, right? We need to rebrand 205 into something that is worth <coughs> anything watching or even watching tuning in. What's the best thing on NXT besides Carmelo Hayes? I think we all agree it is Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy needs mm. to be the land lover, the landlord, the overlord, whatever you want to talk about of the new NXT 2.0 slash 205 kind of thing we're doing here. I say you paint the town a different color with the 205. You get rid of the 205. You call it NXT Evolve because you have ties to Evolve, which was kind of the underling of NXT. You can have Gabe work with those people. You can get the people who are clearly very green. You're not going to call it NXT green, but it's green. But you have NXT green. NXT green. <laughs> and you have, you just, you just have, there it is. You have your boys sitting there Gacy on that little platform with Harlan, you know, Harlan, <laughs> is it Harlan? Harlan. Yeah. Uh, Harlan. Yeah. Yeah. Doing his like, you know, big boy thing. And they just stand there and they approve with a thumbs up or they Caesar it. And they, you know, boom, fend him to the lions, go back to the PC. At least that way it's entertaining. It's acceptance or it's not acceptance. He can be hypocritical for me. I look at it like nobody's watching fucking two Oh five. And maybe that's good for certain people so they can grow. But I think Joe, Joe Gacy and Harlan, at least, that can be their platform, no pun intended, to get them to a better place because I think that show should be watched. That show should be invested in. And, of course, with the Cruiserweight Championship getting out, that'd be my resolution. Let's start clean. And they probably have an idea, but that's what they should do. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, my next set of New Year's resolutions are for 
The next one is for SmackDown, and this is one's pretty simple, Nestlemania. Make the IC title great again. It is probably like people's most nostalgic favorite championship. It's just like a it's a really fun championship. It's always been a good wrestling championship. And this past year, um, ever since Apollo Crews dropped to Nakamura, it has been not even an afterthought. It hasn't even been a thought. So SmackDown, put in the effort to make that title meaningful, especially now you have an opportunity of Reigns is out. That's your only men's singles title right now, so it's time to prop it up. But I look at Raw, and they've done a really good job, I think, with the U.S. title, especially with Priest. But the one thing I look at, and my concern with WWE is all the time, is they bring up these new stars, they push them for a little while, and they drop them. So my New Year's resolution for Raw is to truly commit and level up your new young stars. That goes for, like, a Damian Priest. He's been dominant in the mid-card, but at some point it's like, can he take that next step to the main event? I think Riddle's along those lines. But then I look at guys like Austin Theory and Omas, who have gotten good pushes. But can you level them up even more so they don't just fall down? And then in the women's division, the two I really look at are Liv Morgan and Dewdrop. I think, uh, obviously, Dewdrop's a little newer, but Liv's been around a long time. She started to level up, but can you get her to that next level in the next year? And then, like, the longer shot is kind of what I think people have forgotten about. He's still very young, but... He's just kind of become an afterthought this past year with his dad, just kind of like a sidekick. So I think this year is the year to try to start to level up Dom Mysterio. Who knows if they feud at WrestleMania, it could be. But I'm looking at all these young stars on Raw, and I'm like, okay, to this point, you've done a decent job. But let's not stop the momentum. Let's level these guys up. I can't believe you said level up Dom Mysterio. I, I mean, he's future world champion WrestleMania. You, you like stop that. You, you put that in the universe. His Don't do that. His name is Mysterio. He has the ability it ain't going to be anytime soon. He does. He's kid, not like going to win. The... 23, 24 years old. No. He will be a world champion. No, he will not. Yes, he will. No, he will not. His dad was the you, exception. I will bet you $1 million. I don't have $1 million. Take exactly. that. Exactly. Neither do I. But I, that, that you'll, I, I'm going to win. I will bet. play you in Monopoly money. I don't know what the fuck to tell you on that one. Anyway, my yeah. New Year's resolution, as I piggyback, because you almost kind of stole it, but it was very, very specific because the IC title has been on my brain for a very long time. I do agree with you and everybody else in the world that the IC title hasn't been defended, I think, since November. Uh, there was a stat in the Jobberknocker thing. Hold on. Hasn't been defended since November 10th and uh, in Manchester, apparently. So, and uh, hasn't been defended on TV, on our pay-per-view, excuse me, since night two of WrestleMania. So, that's almost a whole calendar year we're getting to, folks. So, uh, I would like to say specifically, I thought the IC championship. When you look at the IC championship, what do you see, JC? Well, the original, my, anyway. My favorite title. Okay, great. The Miz. All right, but take the first word. What is it? Intercontinental. Okay, great. So here's my thought. I was stumbling and bumbling while I was sick, had an extra time to like watch things. And I thought to myself, intercontinental champion. We're talking about certain continents here. There's another brand across the pond. And if you're not going to make can? it, hold on. If you're not going to make it a wrestling championship, I watched some NXT UK lately, folks. And I got to tell you, that's a wrestling show. You want to talk about putting Nakamura at NXT UK? You would see some shit. I'm telling you, I think having the Intercontinental be part of the actual Intercontinental sphere in the UK would be <laughs> phenomenal. They're not using it. They don't fucking care about it. Bring it over. They got stuff like the Heritage Cup, which I can't fucking fathom. But, I mean, you get the fucking IC championship over there. Think of the lineage. Think of Bulldog winning in 92. Think of all the, or 91, excuse me. Think of all these things that everybody, like all the people that come overseas to the WWE, they think of the IC championship as the championship. Think about Tyler Bate winning the IC championship. Think about uh, Joe Coffee. I forgot about fucking Joe, Joe Coffee. 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 Joe Coffee. I forgot about him. I, I was so excited to see him in uh, Gallus. And so many other pretty deadly. Like I, I fell right back in love with it. I was like, "This is the the, the IC championship could be just." You know who would be a great IC champion? Jordan Devlin. Oh yeah, absolutely. That motherfucker is so good. I just think I think it'd be perfect. Honestly, I think if you're not going to use it, at least put it on something that somebody would value. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. I'd still like to see it over here because it should be intercontinental. But no, they come back and forth. Go back and forth. forth. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think that'd be cool. Traveling champion. Sort of. Yeah, we have to get through the travel bullshit we're dealing with now. But I like that. I like that. My last resolution is for AEW WrestleMania. Oh, you better. Not and they like it. to make a big fucking deal about their four pillars. Okay, good. So I'm looking at. It, I'm like, hmm. Your four pillars. You say they're your four pillars, but this year I think you need to act on it. 
MJF never held a championship in your company. Every time he gets there, he fails. So you know what? Resolution number one for AEW. MJF wins a championship in 2022. Put his money where his mouth is. Number two, Darby Allen. He can be our favorites at times, but a lot of the times he's just kind of there. And honestly, I think for the resolution number two, he needs to get out of the shadow of Sting. So Darby Allen separates from Sting in 2022. Ooh. Sammy Guevara. He did just held the championship. He turned babyface. And mm. I was not excited for it. Because you know what Sammy has in WrestleMania? A punchable face. So resolution number three. And a girlfriend. Sammy Guevara turns into a mega heel in 2022. And yeah, and brag about how he's Bane and Conti Because yeah, that'll piss a lot of people off. Mm. Number four, that fourth pillar, Jungle Boy. Great wrestler. We all enjoy watching him. But what has he done? He's never won anything. He's never won anything. So what what make what makes him a good four pillar if he's just kind of there and he's fun? You throw him out there, hey, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, here, here we go, Nestlemania. We gotta get the train rolling at some point with him. He's obviously young. He can go. But Jungle Boy needs to level up as well. So resolution number four. The Jurassic Express need to win those tag titles because I have to see him holding gold. And I need to see him as a champion. I have to see him cutting championship promos. So there you go. Your four pillars. There's your four resolutions for him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my last New Year's resolution is for AEW because I'm so fucking sick of this. I can't stand it anymore. Folks, I'm literally, I'm not a dumb guy. I'm not a smart guy. I'm just a guy. I'm not the guy. This is a jag. I'm a jag. I'm a jobber. Yeah. I mean, I am. Just another guy. I'm just another guy. Uh, but I thought about this, JC, and I know you, 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 you are a big uh, stats guy. I want AW to just fucking abandon the rankings. This fucking what? this sham, this sham makes absolutely no good goddamn sense at all. JC, look at look like that. All right, I'll, I'll give you an example right now. Right? Explain to me. Can you explain to me? There's no winning percentages here, right? Mm -hmm. So someone that's thirteen and zero and two, Daniel Bryan, six and zero. Adam Cole, Wardlow, 17 and 2. 17 and 3, I get it. Jungle Boy. 12 and 1. Scorpio Sky. Right now. It's who you've beaten. They I, said from the beginning is BCS. So Scorpio Sky, a lot of those right, guys are going on dark against jobbers. But we don't understand. Like, you can't, you, you, it's it's arbitrary. We don't right? understand college football either, man. It's a sham. It's it, not, no, I understand. This whole thing is a sham. So here's the other thing, too, is how does someone qualify? for a spot against the TNT champion versus the world champion. Like, what's the difference? Are you, like, if, so here's my question, right? If you go, just listen to me. If you go from number one, okay, if you're number one ranked wrestler, shouldn't you have the opportunity to go for the the the, the world championship? Sure. But is number two automatically get the next person in line? Because I feel like Sammy Guevara is in there and he's not even in the top five right now, which I get is a rematch, but Ethan Page wasn't in here. How did Ethan Page get that? I don't like it. it again. They should have separate rankings. Yes, for the, I agree. For the the two titles, but I they're agree. not going to because they just it makes it's, it's they're, they're there to appease us. Erroneous. But at the same time, how many times have they been like, "Oh, the number three guys getting the titles"? You know what I mean? It's just I don't get it. I don't get. Here's <clears> the other thing: like having championship cha uh, the uh, title eliminators is like, what's the fucking point of all this shit? Just stop. It's never worked. It's never stats have never worked for a meaningful way in. At all in in wrestling, it's never worked, and I get that they're gonna keep. This is probably something they're gonna die on. But good goddamn it, Josh! I'm telling you right now, like who okay, the fuck is Josh? Who, explain to me thirteen and thirteen and three, right? Thirteen and three, number one ranked tag team, Jurassic Express, right? Mm -hmm. Number five, FTR, fifteen and four. Explain that. Explain that. And I'm not number two. Number five. I don't know why? Because FTR's lost to the champions three times. Yeah. That's why. Okay, great. I can't necessarily, I can't, it's just one of those things. It's like, they're there and I don't hate that they're there and I kind of like they pad the stats on Dark whatever because it, it makes everyone look better. But like in terms of the nonsensical of who gets the shots, yeah, I completely agree with you. It's horrible. But at the same time, in WWE, you have Dewdrop who's lost her last seven matches. She's getting an opportunity at that title. So it just, they're both, uh, both ways are flawed. There's no good way to do it in wrestling. There's no fair way to do it. It's a mess. So it yeah, is what it is. At least in WWE, and I, I'm, I'm not defending them in any way, but at least if they lost, I'd be like, I kind of forgot how many losses she had. But this is bright, like bright white in, in like on the text. There it is. Boom. So-and-so is so-and-so. And, -so, and I, I get it. But God, let's just let's just move on. Let's 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 just call it what it is, folks. Fucking pretend. 
Fucking yeah, thing. so is wrestling. <laughs> you called it that, not me. I know. Hey, it's still real to me, damn it. But it, I mean, it, I believe me, I share your frustrations with all that stuff, but I still, I don't, I don't dislike it. I just wish they'd use it more effectively. But again, they have tournaments and shit all the time anyways that negate it, like you said. So it's just, it's, it's a big fucking mess in WrestleMania. We could spend all day on this, but we're going to get to the next segment. Don't call it a comeback. I'm giving it to, I'm on my own. I guess a wall. WrestleMania says, she hasn't done anything lately. Well, she wants her title back, bitch. She let Liv have her chance. Liv failed. Bianca's back. She's in a triple threat next week. But WrestleMania, this, she's going to win that triple threat. And here's why that's not a bad thing. Bianca Belair cannot be in that Rumble match. She can't be. Because if she's in it again, it's just, it's just you can't have, no, she can't be in it. So the best way to not have her in it is you have her have a rematch with Becky. Becky does her usual thing of whatever and gets it. But Bianca, I don't think she can be in the Rumble. So you have to have her face Becky. And this way you also get Liv in the Rumble and away from Becky for a month. So if she does win and we go back to it, it makes sense. So B- Bianca has, to, in my opinion, I think you could do do drop and do a quick thing, but then you're putting Bianca in the Rumble, which I don't think you can put Bianca in the Rumble. But regardless, she gets my comeback because she's not around. I get a wall. And her and Liv kind of going back and forth. That's kind of cool. Kind of popped me a little bit. So, not for me. My comeback this week was going to go to Beth Phoenix, but I thought, nah, I, she didn't really do much just yet, uh, especially with that promo on Monday. So I'm going to give it to Tommaso Ciampa. I've been uh, I've been dogging him for months and months and months and months. <clears throat> And uh, he he uh, he uh, he over delivered. He really did. He over delivered big time. I don't like to give the NXT guys a lot of credit sometimes, but he he's the last of the the dying breed. It seems like at this point with his sides, and I guess Pete Dunn, who's still like fourteen. And Roddy Strong and Pete Dunn. I mean that's it. Thank God they gonna you know let everybody do their thing. We'll see what happens to you know what happens to Blackheart, I guess. But uh, I again, for me not to be a fan and to be a fan last night, I thought that was pretty cool that he could make me believe that. So I, I just thought that uh, you have to call yourself on the carpet sometimes, and more importantly, call Champa out for an amazing effort. I think, you know, obviously you can sit there and we can make fun of TJ about the Gargano stuff, but I think really you think about it, this might be one of his better performances that are non-Gargano. You know what I mean? I think he did, a, he did a great job. So I have, to, I have to be realistic about it. So that's why he's getting my comeback. I like it. We're going to head on to the big old finish and uh, we talked about Grayson and AJ next week on NXT. I believe they're doing Zion Quinn, Santos Escobar. They're doing a crowbar on a pole match for Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunne. Um, and there might be another match that I'm forgetting. I didn't write them down this week because I uh, finished NXT late last night. But uh, yeah, so they look like they have a decent show. I don't know if you have any thoughts. If not, we can go to AW. Uh, on a pole? Who's looking They have a crowbar on a pole match for D'Angelo. Who is this? Russo? Come on. I don't know. I kind of dig it, honestly. It's kind of funny. Yeah, well, anything. anything we've already seen the match, so you gotta give it sort of a gimmick. So we get it. You know what? I'm enjoying this D'Angelo Dunn thing. It's kind of fun. Hey, hey, WrestleMania. As a resident Italian on the program, Josh, how do you feel about Tony? I love him. That's this is one of the greatest wrestling characters of all oh. time, in my opinion. So you must and have his loved- execution has been superb. They had to find the guy that could pull it off, and he pulls it off. Do you think? Do you think that he is better or worse or the same as the full blooded Italians? He's definitely better, but mm. I fucking loved FBI as a kid. I loved him, but FBI was uh, FBI had a ceiling. Oh, here's the thing, though. Like a, a low ceiling. Here's the thing. You're looking at FBI, I think, from WWE. I'm talking for me. <clears throat> FBI and ECW. I'm not as... Oh, yeah. Oh, I like them. That, yeah. that was rough. Dude, that was better, I think. But I, I Fucking Nunzio, Johnny Stromboli. Sign me up, baby. All day. Stromboli. All day. I about Stromboli. Yeah. What All a name. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it, it'll be exciting when I see a forklift next with Judy Bagwell. Unfortunately, she's passed, but <laughs> forklift, man, forklift. Well, WrestleMania, we're not going to TNT. We're going to TBS for AEW Dynamite, their debut episode, and they have a uh, they have a stacked card, uh, starting with the rematch. Hey, man versus Danielson. We joked before that match, they can't do a tie again. They definitely can't do a tie here, right? I would think they're going to flirt with it. You know, oh. there's only so many things you can do with the next hour. So, I mean, they have, like, what? They have the Jade crowning? Because we know Jade's fucking They have fucking Jade winning. Soho, they have Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express, and they have Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Okay, so we know the Malachi thing's a big swing and a miss. Three seconds, you're done. Um, That's fine. Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express should get some time. I think that's for the titles, too. Yeah, but I, 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 I seem to think here what's going to end up happening, if I had to think off the top of my head. Because nobody's, nobody's unveiled the judges, right? Right? Uh, I forgot about the judges. Yeah. So here's here's. Does my... this kick off the show or does it? I think oh, it you actually have ends. To. The show you have to. Time. You have to. Kick no, off I think the it show. ends the show. Yeah, right. you, I think you... they do TV time remaining with like 50 minutes left. Uh, we'll see. But here, here's. Because then you thing. can still do the tie. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. 
They didn't say who the judges were, but I would not be shocked at all if one of the judges is Kenny Omega. And then think Kenny about Omega that. Think about, think about that. Think about that, right? You put them in there, <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden you're like, he's going to fucking make this a tie again, isn't he? He's going to fuck this up if again. If they tie again, WrestleMania. Think about I... this way. Think about this way. Think about this way. Not only does Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, excuse me, have two ties. But to have him against Hangman and Omega and have Hangman be the judge and be like, I'm going to give you another tie. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I, I would see that happening. 100%. Just give Hangman the win so we can move on. Please. Oh, I agree please. with you. I agree please. with you. But what are the judges please. there for? Are they red herring? Are they going to be? I mean, that's that's rough. It's rough. It's going to yeah. be rough. And I think we both agree Jade Cargill will beat Ruby Soho. Cargill. Um, yeah. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe Ruby wins. But I mean, give it to Jade. Please give it to Jade. Uh, Black and Pillman, like you said, who cares? But then Lucha Bros. Jurassic Express WrestleMania. Is there a chance that we start the new year off with new tag team champions? Based on the rankings that I saw? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think it might be time. I think it's time to give Jurassic Express the championships. I, I look at it this way. I think that as much as I enjoy the Lucha Bros, I think to myself, there's just something missing. And I think they're pushing super hard with the Christian thing. So I feel like this is the time. This is the time to do it. Yeah. The only the only reason I'm a little little lax about it is because I always have believed that Proud and Powerful will be the ones to take them off the Lucha Bros. But I don't know. I just I feel like it might be Jurassic Express time. And then I don't know if is Rampage still happening next week. I honestly have no I idea because they have so. Battle of the Belts on Saturday, which has the Cody Sammy rematch and the Baker Reho match. But I believe that's just an hour long special. So I don't know. I I'm sure I was having trouble. Will, something else will get in there for sure. I'm not sure, uh, but specifically, but I will check it up right now. But uh, it's really, I don't know. Like I'm just not. I'm not really loving the idea of Battle of the Belts. I know they're like going back into what things were. I think it's just those two matches though, because I think it's just an hour special. Okay, well. Yeah, I don't see things. I know on Rampage there was like a random, uh, you know, probably a six man tag, eight man tag, an Adam Cole six man tag match with the Young Bucks. Because you know it's all about the five man tags. Oh no, you know? ten man tag, ten eight man right? tags. Hey, um, you know what? If Roddy Strong's done WWE, then they can have uh, twelve man tags. You know it's all about the huh? You know that's when I watch it, I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck? I mean, there's one match on 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 Rampage every time. By the way, I should have given my comeback to the women of AEW. Yeah, that, that match was dope. That, I finally watched it. Yeah. yeah, that was the best match. My girls coming through the JC special. That was a that was a car wreck, but I enjoyed every Ugh. second of it. And honestly, the rest of it was the rest of uh, AEW Rampage was dog shit for me. See, but. I didn't hate I because you told me that, and then I was expecting like two like ten man tags and like. I mean, Cody Page was fine. You're not a Cody guy, so I'm not surprised you hated that. But they had like another singles match that uh, kicked off the show that wasn't as bad either. I don't remember. The what world it was. has surpassed Cody. That's just what it is, folks. It's no, just... I think Cody has, has has grown above the world because he's fucking Homelander, and it's working. It's amazing. It's great. We'll I love it. We'll I am see. loving it so much because he doesn't. The fans have made it where he doesn't have to turn heel. He can just keep acting like this, and he is a heel without being a heel. It is fucking perfect. He's like, he is, as much as you hate it, he's a mini version of John Cena. He's AW's John Cena right now. And it's fucking, the fans made it that way, not him. I know you hate it. You hate it, but you know it's true. You know it's true. It's obviously not on that level because AEW isn't on that level. He's Jesus Christ, right? He's Jesus Christ. He is. He's a god. Cody is a god. Sammy says he's the wrestling god. Cody is god. Okay. Stud. All righty then. Sounds Makes cool. you so sad. I love it. I don't want to talk Dan about Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. Most generic name besides Keith Lee. Dan Lambert. Yeah, when I was listening to that, I was like, man, Michael, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I always leave those in because he has no fucking clue what he's doing. But I appreciate all his help. That was great. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Because we got we got Hard to Kill, Impact. Your boy Dommy Kills is going to be in there. Your boy SSJ Pegasus is on the hot and trail for uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So we're not going right. to discuss Wrestle those Kingdom, things. yeah. Jobberknocker.com is your home for all that shit, bro. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it a service, folks. Uh, they're doing it a service for it because we can't do it the best, and they are well, by far way I better. I can't at do it. it at all because I haven't watched Impact in like a year, and Wrestle Kingdom, I'll like watch some stuff that people tell me to, but I honestly never know what's going on. It's just, that, I only have I have a wrestling like cachet that gets filled by the four that we watch. And trying to make me go above that is very difficult because I just don't, can't. That's why we have the, the boy Conway and the boy, uh, you know, yep. Dommy Feds and everybody else. The, the boy, you know, the Joe Stopper, just because these guys are pumping out stuff. Uh, I just, I can't keep up sometimes, but it is what it is. But uh, Can you keep up, baby boy? You make me lose my breath. 
Is that a Beyonce song? Can you keep up? It might be Destiny's Child. Okay. Well, technically, so I guess it's Beyonce yes. and others, I guess. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'm horrible with matching uh, songs to artists a lot of times. So and knowing the lyrics, apparently, too. <laughs> Through the darkness, we will find. Dun, 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 All right. Well, dun, while he's dun. singing himself into oblivion and, and just uh, probably losing his voice as well. I didn't cough, though, which is good. I'm you coughed. To, you coughed. Anyway, there it is. See? There you go. Wait for it. Anyway, we thank you for listening to Jobberknocker, and we'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. Five stars, five flames. Give it to us for the new year, baby.